The Free for All Roundtable. Round one. On the roundtable, Jerry Agar is here. His show runs from 9 to noon, but we get a bonus round on Fridays. He's here on round one. Courtney Betty from Betty's Law. He's a Toronto lawyer. Dave Trafford, host and producer of On the Ledge, the Ontario Politics Podcast. And you actually have a special series for November 11th running this week, Dave. Yeah, we're doing it with the RCAF Foundation, and we talked about Billy Barker. I, I know you're going to be at the Cenotaph, uh, at the mausoleum rather, today at uh, Mount Pleasant. That's where uh, Billy Barker is buried, and it's an extraordinary affair with the RCAF. We did one on the Amelia Earhart connection to Toronto, women in aviation. I just heard Tony Chapman promoting his show. Some of the there are phenomenal stories of women pioneers in this country who involved in the aviation. And then we did the Arrow yesterday, and today we are uh, digging in. Into the archives. Back in 2009, I produced a show called Embedded in Kandahar, and I produced it with Christy, and it was based on her book, 15 Days, and it's just such an extraordinary story that she tells, uh, and I thought, what better day to kind of dig in and, and hear those stories again, and you hear her voice in the story, yeah. so um, I think it'd be worth listening to. Now and next. Good stuff. Dave Trafford and uh, Jerry Agar, Courtney Betty, as mentioned on the panel, let's have at it then. Uh, Jerry, I'll start with you on this one. John Tory was on our airwaves this morning. Actually, it was the second time he's hit our airwaves because he's banging the drum about the fact that the city's budget is on shortfall. Uh, he says he's either going to have to cut services or raise taxes if the province and the federal government don't pony up some cash. Are you sympathetic? But we're going to have a World Cup soccer tournament. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> It's rare that I have a song and dance in studio. Yeah. All right. That's my answer. Like, what the hell? Get it together at City Hall. Well, Courtney, Betty, John, Tory was trying to make the case this morning that this most of this stuff is temporary and it's owing to COVID, except that Toronto routinely has turned to the federal and provincial governments to top up its budget. And if I was a taxpayer in Sudbury or Calgary, I'd say, screw you, pay your own bills. <laughs> so, John, it's interesting. I did a little bit more research than usual this morning on this issue, only because, I mean, our city loves John Tory. He's a great mayor. Um, but this is one issue that he's got to find a way of dealing with. Um, we can't keep running to the province. We can't keep running to the feds. Absolutely, there's a role for them to play. But there are areas within the budget that certainly um, we could look at. My concern is this. We're heading into the challenging economic times. Um, there are elements within our city right now that's not as great as it should be. Um, individuals that are marginalized are potentially going to be facing even greater challenges once we start slashing those budgets. That's, that's the biggest concern that I see right now. And Dave Trafford, John Tory has run three times and won three times saying, I'm going to hold property taxes to at or below the rate of inflation, which is a really nice idea until you get to the point where you can't balance your budget. Well, it's going to take a whole lot of property tax to raise $800 million. Let's just start there. And that that's just not, uh, you can't hit go on that at all. The problem we have here, twofold. First, the land transfer tax that they depend on so heavily at City Hall has dried up because we've seen the market slow down in terms of real estate. But I just did the math here. And there are other options. And yes, they're taxes, but they're alcohol beverage tax, the entertainment amusement tax, motor vehicle registration tax, parking levies, road pricing, i.e. tolls 
tobacco tax, even at the lowest rate as projected by the city. That's almost $400 million a year. So for those outside the city of Toronto who say pay your own bill, okay, then you want to come into town and go to one of our bars and go to one of our shows, then you get the privilege of paying for that as well. You get the privilege of using the the, uh, Don Valley Parkway or the Gardner Expressway to come into town. Uh, That's the only way to do this. So the the province, if it's not going to give us the money here in the city of Toronto, has to allow the mayor not to have to, in his words, go to Queen's Park in short pants and ask permission to use the tools that are in the City of Toronto Act. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because we've been referring to Queen's Park, but uh, Ottawa has already suggested it's kind of cool to this whole idea. So, hey, Torontonians may be facing cuts for taxes. Uh, Let's move on to uh, Justin Trudeau. Speaking of people who are cool to things, he was uh, cool to the idea of negotiating with convoy protesters. Uh, Courtney Betty yesterday presented into evidence were notes from meetings that were held, also from phone calls that were made to premiers, and I, I think it's worth noting noting that Doug Ford was uh, fully on board with the Prime Minister, no negotiations whatsoever. You know, I'm torn on this one because, I mean, there's so many areas that you can criticize uh, Justin Trudeau on, and I'm just not sure if I was sitting in his seat, I would have made a decision to actually negotiate with the protesters, whether or not, you know, a lot of the stories we've heard about them are true or false. It's just not something that that I think the Prime Minister should have done. So I'm actually in agreement with him on this one. Yeah, Dave Trafford, I think if he looked out his window and saw the uh, saw the F. Trudeau stickers and flags, there was certainly no motive to go out and talk. Well, and who would he talk to, yeah. right? We've seen over and over again that there was no cohesion to this crowd of clowns. That the, So, it, you know, it, it just didn't make any sense. But I agree with, I heard Deb on this morning, Deb Hutton on the brief, and, and it's exactly it. If you want to have a conversation afterwards, that's fine. But you don't walk out into the middle of it because it, it just enables, and there's no indication that doing so would have stopped the, uh, stopped the standoff. Well, you make a good point, John, with if you look out and you see those signs. I mean, if you saw some people who were protesting your show and uh, the similar signs were uh, in, in there regarding you, you might think that might not be the group that I can have the best conversation with. I get that. But at the same time, he'd put himself in a position of not being able to negotiate with them because he mischaracterized who they were. I mean, he was as bad on the on his own side, uh, calling it an armed insurrection and uh, calling them all uh, misogynists and racists. And he was, he was completely irresponsible as well. So perhaps a conversation wasn't going to work. Uh, the Halton School board uh, did a probe to see whether or not they could actually implement a dress code that would stop a teacher from wearing giant fake breasts, and they have concluded they cannot. Uh, Dave Trafford, uh, your thoughts? Oh, well, they come to the wrong conclusion, clearly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, we, they can because they require students to do so. You know, how, where do we stop this? All of a sudden, we start applying the same logic and rules to other areas, so, you know, what do our police force just decide that the that they want to show up on in 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 or out of uniform? All kinds of things. It just gets to the absurd, and that's where we are right now. There is a way to do this, and it should have been done long ago. Prolonging this is only making it more distracting for parents and teachers in the board. Jerry, I would suspect this is precisely what this individual is asking for, because I don't actually buy that this individual is transgender. I think that they are mocking the uh, political movement or the political correctness of it. 
at all. Oh, I would take an entirely different position uh, if I thought we were actually dealing with a trans person. Uh, in fact, I think if we really were, and that person showed up as a, um, a female teacher, previously a male teacher, I don't know that we would even be talking about it on the air. I mean, there no, must no, be schools. It well, yes, and we don't talk about it, okay, because it's not remarkable anymore. 25 years ago, we would have talked about it quite a bit, I'm sure, uh, but, but not now. So that said, if you can be as outrageous as this individual is, and there's nothing that the Halton board will or can do, then uh, I'm going to do a topic later on in my show. How outrageously would you present yourself if you were a student at that school? Mine, uh, my idea involves tight pants and a large zucchini, and there's nothing they can do about it. You with tight pants and a zucchini? Okay. Well, that makes it even worse, doesn't it? But I'm going back to when I'm the same room, I'm finding it disturbing. I'm going back to when I was 17 and hot. All of a sudden, you know, I'm this, off vegetables this really all Courtney. You know, this is not about transgender or anything else. It really isn't about, it's about what's appropriate. And if I was a parent this morning in Halton School District, I would be taking steps to get that board removed. It is a ridiculous decision that they can say that they have no control or input into whether someone could show up as a teacher in a Speedo or lingerie tomorrow morning, it, or on Monday morning. It is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, we, we're going down this path, and it just happens we're focusing on one area, but it applies to every single area. Okay, they have but, the right, and they, they need to protect the students. So, Jerry, I'm available if you need me to talk about it. Okay, well, Courtney, I agree with you, except the step to remove them was the election we just recently had, and unfortunately, people didn't run against them. A number of them got back in by acclamation. Well, who wants to be a school trustee? Isn't that the board you hate, or is that a different one? No, that's the one. That's the one. Okay. Um, there's a woman in Markham. Well, it's not the only her, not the I was going to say, that can't be the only one. <laughs> I hate dogs wearing hats. You hate school boards. So, there's a woman in Markham who's house uh, burned and in restoring it she decided to update it and then she got a notification that she was in violation of the heritage status for the home uh, jerry this is like jerry bait it was built in 1996 well i guess i'm heritage <laughs> I, I, I don't know what kind of special considerations i'm looking for in that regard but i think you look at the story and we've had so many conversations on the radio about uh heritage and whether it's used sometimes as a nimby sort of thing we don't want our neighborhood to change, so we'll just declare all these buildings uh, heritage, and I think that really truly is going on. There's all kinds of problems with heritage, but then I thought it was built in 1996. What else do you need to know? I don't know. I mean, I don't even, I can't remember what 96 was about, so I'm not that nostalgic for it. Now, if it was in tribute to Duran Duran, it was from the 80s, maybe it would be a heritage house. Oh, okay, but if you look at the house that apparently as it existed before, and you look at the house she built now, it's a nice house, and how does it not fit the neighborhood? Like, this is just insanity. Courtney Betty, if she came to you as a lawyer, uh, do you think she'd have a case in going after the city and saying, this is ridiculous, it's not a heritage house, leave me alone? I would just tell her to continue enjoying her home that she has built. And, uh, you know, and Jerry's right. There are cases where people use the heritage status to limit uh, certain type of developments or growth within a community. I would say she has nothing to worry about. She got the permits from the city to do, hopefully, everything that all of her permits were in order. The city has authorized it. They're now coming back to say, hey, we may have made a mistake. So I'd say enjoy your coffee this morning. Uh, this is a moment in the life of our city. Dave Trafford, uh, there is a uh, website where they curate video of people doing stupid things. And the latest addition to it is Torontonians who get stuck on the Scarborough Bluffs and have to be rescued. 
Yeah, it's a, it's on Blog TO. The, uh, the the video shows the police showing up and arresting a bunch who are on the other side of the barrier. Um, and, and I get it. I just, I mean, I mean, it's it's one video that's out there right now. The funny thing is, this happens so often. That was the least worrisome of any of the incidents reported because people were just standing on the other side of the barrier. It wasn't like they had fallen down the bluffs and were had, having to be rescued. So to some degree, it understates the idiocy that goes on at the bluffs. Yeah, I kind of like the idea, Jerry, of people being shamed when they do things that are this stupid. I'm not in favor of the people who say, well, they should have to pay $250 for their rescue. But if you're going to be a moron, then maybe the globe can watch. Well, life is hard when you're stupid. And uh, what happens is, I don't think, Dave, they were arrested. I think they were threatened with arrest if they wouldn't come over and get their ticket. Uh, And their ticket was $5,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And I don't feel sorry for them. Um, listen, we're kind of at a racetrack. Courtney, Betty, any final thoughts on that one? Um, the, the officer did the right thing. I mean, we have too many people doing too many silly things right now. Okay. My thanks to Dave Trafford, Jerry Agar, and Courtney Betty. Free for all round two. Thank you. You're taking me back to high school, Nick Marano. We could do this all day. Oh, see, I walked it. I couldn't be an FM host. Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.